Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Matt Chat. I'm David Mercatani. Today we're going to talk youth wrestling with two of the best coaches in the country. Uh, joining me today are Terry Pack, the 2000 coach of the national champion Neosho County Community College wrestling team, the NJCA coach of the year that year. He's coached multiple state champions, All-Americans and national champions. And from Oklahoma, Hardell Moore, the 1991 cadet national champ, junior national runner-up two-time Oklahoma State champ, and two-time Oklahoma State All-American. Fellas, how are you guys doing today? Doing great, man. Good, David. Appreciate you guys coming on. A um, lot, of, lot of stuff to talk about with youth wrestling. I mean, you guys look at it from completely different eyes than somebody like myself when you're watching, like, the Nationals because you guys have had a chance to coach so many of these guys. So, for me um, – you guys both know my family and my father. I never really wrestled in Little League. I just kind of started wrestling with college guys and got the hell kicked out of me and eventually figured out how to get better. So I'm really intrigued because I, I don't know the process. Uh, Terry, I'll start with you on this. What are some of the biggest values kids learn by starting wrestling at a young age? Well, I, I think like anything, Dave, uh, the more you do something, um, the longer you do it, the, the better equipped you are. Uh, you know, to be able to handle the situations when you get older. Um, I know just putting kids in different situations on the mat when they're young um, over and over again in the repetitive learning obviously helps the kids' muscle memory, and the sooner they can adapt that, um, the better off they are as far as skill level. You know, and then just the intangibles of discipline, um, helping a kid in the classroom with structure, um, because, you know, resting, the resting room is really like a classroom. You're teaching the kids. You're talking to them about being good citizens, how to act on and off the mat. So I think all those things together, starting young, obviously put kids an advantage when they get older. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. Hardo, you know, what are your thoughts on the, on the same question? Yeah, almost to piggyback what Terry just mentioned, you know, the intangibles. And, and you know, I got a few things that I like to, you know, throw out to my kids, especially these parents that are coming in, you know, character building, mental toughness, you know, um, how to be a good citizen, you know, learning how to learning how to fail at something. I mean, you get some of these kids that are coming in um, that are tremendous athletes in another sport, whether they're young or not, and they come into wrestling and they don't know which way is up, which way is down. <laughs> and I think uh, – I think that's pretty solid for these young guys, you know, and we've been trying to incorporate, which has kind of become a new phenomenon in wrestling is sparring at a young age. You know, I got some five-year-olds that are trying to learn how to spar and how to scramble, just, you know, muscle memory. Repetition is the key. And some of them look like newborn colts when you first get them. And then, you know, hopefully in a few more years, there's some thoroughbreds out there at the Derby. Yeah. You, you guys bring up some points. You know, Hardell, I laughed because when you're talking about not knowing which way is up, it, I flash back to when I first started doing jujitsu and I never tapped a mat so many times in my life. I thought I was a drummer in a band or something. Um, and then, you know, sparring is a, a topic that's really popular right now. You know, a lot of people are talking, I mean, obviously the Penn State guys talk about it and that's leading to it. You know, I I'll ask you this first, Hardell. How do you, how do you see sparring being an advantage for kids and do you, do you put kids in specific drills or, or how do you implement that into your, into your uh, program there? Well, I, 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 I think it's uh it's also fun for the kids. You know, we, I try to put them in uncomfortable situations to feel comfortable. 
Um, and for younger ones, it's tough because expect, you know, I got a few seven, eight year olds that they know what sparring is, but when you tell them to spar, they're still going a hundred percent. And so, you know, I got to, I have to watch them and shadow them from time to time. But then I got some of them that really understand what sparring is and understand, Hey, I need to go 50%, give him a good feel and let him get better at a certain situation while I'm getting better at a certain situation. So it's pretty unique and fun to watch them kind of grow and evolve with that. And from where they're trying to break a kid's neck and sparring to where they're really understanding, okay, let me give him a good look. And, and that way they can figure out what they're doing right and figure out what they're doing wrong. And, you know, still kind of saving their body. You don't have to wrestle, you know, four matches every day. You know, you still, even though they're kids, I still want them to consume their energy and be ready to go when it's time to wrestle, wrestle, for real at tournaments. Yeah, and and Hardell, your point, and Terry, I want to come back to you on this about the stress on the body. Because when I interviewed Sean Bormet a couple months ago for Match Hit, you guys obviously know Sean, and I know you're both friends with him. And you know, he mm-hmm. he ran overtime for years, and he talked about literally the stress, and he was very specific, like on joints and ligaments. So, mm-hmm. Terry, how do you see sparring maybe preserving guys' bodies a little bit longer and, and allowing them? to be good, you know, longer and longer and later and later in life? I mean, I, I mean, obviously, by being a college coach for, for a long time, you see a lot of injuries, and a lot of those injuries actually, believe it or not, people uh, don't really understand that a lot of those come from the training they did when they were younger. Um, you know, repetition's great, and, and we preach repetition, but we also have to make sure that when you're doing certain muscle memory things over and over again, if you're doing them wrong or incorrectly or or just overusing a muscle, then obviously that's bad for a guy's body. I mean, you see a lot of guys in the Olympic level that, that have overuse injuries. And, you know, I think by sparring, and with our younger kids, we call it play wrestling. Yeah, um, yeah. Because yeah. then they feel it's more like a game, even though it's really not. Um, you know, and we do things like we tell them we say, okay, we're going to create a one-minute scramble. You're going to hold on to his leg, and for one minute, you're going to roll around and do whatever you want for one minute while you try to hold the leg with the younger kids. And that's just to acclimate them to what sparring is and how to roll through situations and make them react to it um, without being a non-invasive environment. Yeah, makes sense. And, you know, we know a lot of the same people and without naming people, there's some kids that are some adults, friends that they've told me they put their kids in gymnastics for a year or two. So I think it's kind of the same approach. Uh, I need to circle back and tell the people listening, Terry, you run Legends of Gold and Hardell, you run the Oklahoma Wrestling Academy. I've been friends with you guys for so long, but. I didn't mention that, but that's probably really good to mention that. So I apologize, fellas. It's Legends of Gold in South Dakota and Oklahoma Wrestling Academy in Oklahoma. And we're going to talk about those clubs more here at the end, but um, just to get that out there. So, Hardell, tell, for, you go first. Tell me about the structure of a kid's season and how do you guys approach it. And I, and I ask you first because you're in Oklahoma, and I know, Terry, you bring kids to these tournaments, but like, you know, Tulsa Nationals. To me, you know, some of the kids I recruited that, you know, when I would talk to them about their Little League experience, like Tulsa Nationals was the, the, you know, the event to win. So tell me a little bit about the structure of a season, how long it is, and, and how you guys approach it from a coaching standpoint. Yeah, our season pretty much down here in Oklahoma runs from October through about mid-February, either like the 
week before Valentine's or Valentine's weekend or the week after. That's kind of the 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 the, the just of our folk style season. And you know, we hit the kickoffs in early November, and then we'll hit the Tulsa Nationals and uh, in early January. And I kind of come in and I try to talk to my coaches that that help out. Is you know, my mind frame's a little bit different, and I'm pretty sure Terry can speak on this as well. But I mean, it's a grind because I'm the head technician and and stuff like that, and it can be a a it can be a grind for sure. So I like to kind of sometimes take a step back and let my my other youth coaches do some of the do some of the training, do some of the classes and stuff like that. But I kind of come in pretty relaxed, and you know, I know understand that kids are going to lose matches by making dumb mistakes and right. and maybe not in the best of shape at the beginning of the season. So you know, um, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And I preach that to my kids, and I preach that to my parents, especially at the youth level, because you know. They'll, they'll see somebody from whether it's O State, Penn State, Iowa, or whatever, and they say, man, why can't my kid do that? Well, <laughs> your kid doesn't have the motor skills, and he's, he's got two left feet right now. So, you know, he, he, he knows it, but he cannot do that. So, you know, I try to structure it that way and under tell them that, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. If we get to the tournaments that we need to get to, we'll be peaking at the right time. And I'll, to speak on the kickoff in the Tulsa Nationals, that was around when I was wrestling, but it was majority of kids from like, Kansas, Texas, and Colorado. Um, now, I mean, you've got the David Taylors that wrestled them. My nephews wrestled Seth Gross at that tournament. Pico, I mean, the names are just tremendous through that tournament. So, like I said, ours is about four months, and uh, we take it and just try to get them to peak at the right time, almost kind of like a, a, a college season. You don't want to burn them out. You want them to continue to have fun and be ready when it's time to be ready. Cool. Terry, is it is it the similar season for you guys up there? You know, it, the the end season is very similar. I mean, we start uh, about that same time, about the middle of October, um, and then we go through the end of March here because the, the U State tournament is so different. Uh, you know, but what our our training our training cycle kind of differs depending on the kids we have. Um, and I say that just because we, you know we we have college kids that come and work out in our room. We also have youth kids, and then we have high school and middle school. And all of them are on basically an individual training cycle based off their age in the tournament. So our high school kids, obviously, um, you know, we, we try to have them ready for Super 32. We try to have them ready for Fargo. Uh, we try to have them ready for junior duels. So our preseason, postseason, in-season for the high school is a little different. But our youth is very similar to, you know, to what Hardell does. And, you know, we do a we do a preseason training um, that's only a day a week, um, up to two days a week, and that's just to get keep kids in that in that August, September, uh, October, just kind of on the mat a little. And then yeah. you know we go we go full bore um, from November through March, trying to make sure we cycle for tournaments, take downtime tournaments, and then our postseason is all freestyle Greco um, that runs through uh, about the end of May. And then our summers are completely different. You know, we our high school kids, of course, are training um, for Fargo, but our youth kids do a lot of camps in the summer. And I think the summer is about kids having fun and being able to fix their inadequacies that we don't always have time for. I mean, I know Hardell's got a big club, and it's hard to go in and work with with kids and fix all their mistakes during the season. So we spend a lot of time doing that in the summer at their camp. Um, trying to find camps for them that, you know, that best suit their their deficiencies. Yeah, I think all of us who have coached 
probably realize that you make the most progress in the off season. And a lot of times in season, it's, you know, just polishing the diamond, working on, you know, little, little tweaks here and there. And, and, you know, but you make your big jumps in the summer. So, um, I, I had two questions here. I think they kind of go together. And Terry, I'll ask you first on this one. Tell me how you make sure the kids have fun. And tied to that is what are your thoughts specifically about kids dieting and cutting weight? And I'll, I'll say something quick and then get out of your guys' way. You know, I didn't really wrestle till the seventh grade. And then I started wrestling with kids have been wrestling all along, like first, second grade. And, you know, those guys got to high school. Most of them just wanted to quit because they'd made weight a thousand times and, you know, didn't have nearly the success in high school that me and some other guys did. So from the outside looking in, it seems like if you don't handle that white right, you could be doing these kids a serious disservice. So, yeah, go yeah I 100% agree. I mean, I'm going to start with the cutting weight piece first. And, and, and obviously, you know, kids that are going to Virginia Duels, kids that are going to Tulsa, some, those guys cut a little weight, but you know, they're, they're different wrestlers. Those kids that are attending those tournaments are taking a little more seriously. Um, but I, I don't like kids cutting, cutting a lot of weight. You know, we, we try to make them find a weight that they're competitive at that they don't have to cut at, uh, for a long period of time. So, you know, we might have a kid that goes to Virginia Beach and, and, and he might cut four pounds and he's a 68 pound kid and he's cutting to 64. Um, and, and obviously if a kid does that, it's not something that we, want them doing all the time and say, hey, Jay, you know, you're going to peak for these three tournaments. Um, and if those tournaments get to be competitive sometimes, um, I mean, there's people that go into these tournaments, Dave, and I know Hardell knows this, that are, that are eight years old, they're cutting 12 and 13 pounds. That's insane, and, right? I mean, they, it's, it's very insane. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, <laughs> just think it's, it's ridiculous. Think about the percentage of body weight. Right. On, on a kid that is that's sixty pounds and you're cutting him to fifty five. Yeah, I mean, think of the percentages. It's almost ten percent. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So so that would be the same as, you know, one of us cutting um, it just does not make sense to me, um, that people do that to their kids throughout well, throughout a season or throughout a entire year to try to get instant gratification. Um, and that's why these people cut weight. They cut weight for instant gratification, uh, to be bigger, to be stronger, et cetera. And all of us at Russell know that, that cutting weight at some point is part of the sport. Right. So I, I don't, I don't ever want to be the guy that stands on a soapbox and says our kids don't cut weight because obviously I'd be a hypocrite because the sport of wrestling does require some of it. But, you know, we, we, we have a, we have a huge diet plan. We have a, we work with Stanford, so because of that, we have nutrition that are we have nutritionists on our site that help kids learn the right things to eat and how to eat and how much water to take in that's healthy for your body. And if it's unhealthy, we just don't let a kid do it. So no, if he does, no Mountain Dew and yeah. Skittles. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you know how people are, man. Uh, yeah, for sure. You know, so, it's not something that we condone, but obviously I'm not going to be hypocrite to stand here and say that kids don't cut weight. But the kids that do cut weight are far few in between of our in our programs that are cutting for big national tournaments, and and we have them do it the right way, and we talk to them, and and if it becomes an issue where parents you know you know involve themselves and they 
kids are missing a lot of meals, then uh, we step in and we say, hey, he's wrestling up or he's not wrestling. Um, because I'm never going to, I'm never going to, uh, you know, risk a kid's health at eight years old or 12 years old or 13 years old to win a tournament because I just don't think it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Hardell, you're in wrestling country, so, t- you know, I, I worked the Oklahoma State camp a couple times and I watched these parents come in and have these kids cut weight. So how do you make sure those kids are having fun and, and not starving themselves, losing eight, 10% of their body weight? You know, I, uh, I, a little motto I have is pretty much wrestle what you weigh. Um, especially for my youth guys and kind of, you know, exactly what Terry says. You know, you have some of these guys that are going to Tulsa Nationals and different things like that that may be cutting that pound or two pounds or something like that, clean up their diet a little bit. But overall, you know, and, and that's one of the, the things I hear with some of these parents that come in that may not know much and they ask, what about what weight he's going to wrestle? You know, and now I may say, well, how much does your son weigh? And they may say 50, 50 pounds. Well, he's going to wrestle 52. You know, prime example, my son, my, my son weighed in at, uh, state this year at 49.8 and he wrestled 52. Um, and you'll get a lot of those, these parents out here, kind of like what Terry said. And it's kind of, it's what I call, uh, metal chase. Um, and, and that's exactly what it boils down to. You know, you're, 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 you're putting your kid out there to, to lose a few pounds because you want that medal. It's not that important. Once again, it's a marathon, not a sprint. John Smith, Kel Sanderson, Lou Roselli, whoever it may be, is not the stands watching your six-year-old saying, I'm going to go <laughs> talk to that kid. I'm going to go talk to that kid uh, right now. And, you know, I've, I've had conversations uh, with parents like that. So, you know, I tell them, wrestle what they weigh. Now, on down the line, for sure, you know, I mean, that's part of it. You know, um, you know that's a part of our sport. But I, I, I'm a big fan of the changes that they made. Um, yep. in, 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 in the, the, the hydration and everything. And a lot of that came in midway through my senior year in college, but it's incorporated all the way down to the junior high and high school level as well. But, um, I give them some advices of what to eat, water intake, fluid intake, uh, stay away from the mountain doing Skittles during a tournament, <laughs> no chili cheese fries and, 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 and sugar sticks and all that stuff. Cause man, these kids can go bananas with all that. So, <laughs> Um, kind of like Terry said, I'm not going to be hypocritical and say we don't have kids that cut a few here and there, but those are those kids that may be that pound or two that are going to that kickoff. And he is right, man. You get some of these kids at that tournament and you're like, there is no way that dude weighs right. 64 pounds. He could be a foot taller, too, <laughs> a foot and a half taller than some of these guys. So it's, it's pretty crazy, but we try to definitely let them know, Hey, man, we want, we want to let these kids have fun, wrestle what they weigh. If they're a pound or two, away from their weight, it doesn't matter. Because even if they're not, they can still be winning by 14 and get flopped to their back and get pinned. It doesn't really matter. Amen. And, you know, and to answer your other question about how to keep it fun during practice, you know, we started a couple years ago, one of my parents came up with this idea um, of wrestler of the week. And I didn't know how big of a deal it would be, but it turned out to be pretty big. Because you get these kids coming there, whether they – placed at a tournament where they went 0-2 at a tournament but got back up and kept scrapping and kept battling and putting forth their best effort even though they're getting beat 14-2 or pinned in the last period. I thrive off that I because I, I yeah. can't teach that. I cannot teach that. So, you know, we do wrestler of the week. We do the ankle band game to keep it fun, the scramble drills to keep it fun. Uh, I play a lot of music. 
um, get out there, show my nice dance moves from time to oh, time. Oh, Lord, here we go. Um, here yeah, we go. Yeah, to keep it, to <laughs> keep it fun. And, uh, I mean, you know, we just try to, we try to have it a fun atmosphere, but they also understand when they come through those doors, we're going to have fun, but I'm, we're going to work too. So um, that's kind of how we'll, what we would try to do. Hey, here hey Dave. Way. Yes, Terry. Dave, uh, I've, got, I've got a challenge for Hardo. <laughs> here we go. I, I, I can bust a groove, man. And, and I do it in Texas, too. So at Tulsa, before the finals, we might have to have a little a, a little groove off. We're gonna have to dance off the stuff, man. I'm gonna, hey, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to hit the hit the new age running man on you, Terry. Hit the new age running man. <laughs> I got the robot down <laughs> Mark the time, folks. Twenty two minutes in, I've officially lost control of the interview. So, <laughs> I, I would have bet the under, so this is good so far. Oh, <laughs> so that's crazy. Well, uh, it's interesting because. A friend of mine has kind of talked me into coaching her son this year, her and her son's friend and the son. They're both 11. And, you know, a lot of what you're saying I'm trying to do with them. You know, basically I just tell them, like, look, you know, have fun, do your best, really don't worry about the score. And and the Mm -hmm. parents that are involved with these kids are great. You know, they're not over-involved. I mean, they love their kids, but, you know, really, like, in my opinion, to an appropriate level. How do you guys deal – and Terry, I guess I'll ask you first. How do you deal with parents that, you know, maybe are living their second childhood through their kid or the ones that's making these kids cut 10% of their body weight? How do you deal with that? You know, and I know Hardell, all the, all the private clubs like uh, Turner, um, Ironman, Pinnacle, all the big clubs um, really deal with a different type of clientele to a regular club. Because people bring their kids there because they think there's this magic bean they're going to throw in. They're going to, you know, they're going to climb up the beanstalk. And, and and the problem is, is a lot of those parents that come to the private clubs, like like Hardell's and mine and 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 Pinnacle's and these kind of places, but what happens is they come in and they're a little overdriven anyway. So they come in and they want this instant success, and they you, you put them in a room with really good kids. And the average kid gets the crap beat out of them. Um, and these parents lose their mind. Um, <laughs> I know Hardell's bill. I, hey, I'm, I'm lose their mind. Hey, Dave, I'm talking. I've seen some of the craziest stuff in youth wrestling. You can take all of my college guys. And you know, I coached Juco for a long time. And I, I can tell you stories about that stuff for days. And I've seen more craziness in youth wrestling than I have in all the freaking 15 years of junior. I did. That is just interrupt. That is saying a mouthful because I coached junior college for a long time too, and um, yeah, that's it's so. But I, but I, what you're saying, I believe, and I hear the same thing from from a lot of the, you know, like I've talked to Marcus Hain here who runs Thoroughbred, and he's like, it's crazy. These yep. these parents are nuts. So I mean, is it more? I, I don't want to dwell on it because you know I want to stay on the positive topics. But do you guys really just basically? You know, just create structure and just say, look, you know, you guys need to follow the structure. Your kid can train somewhere else. Is it really that so, simple? Really what I do is we have a handbook that we give each parent when they come in. Um, and they have to read the handbook online, and they have to sign the handbook. Once they agree to the handbook, they know what the rules are when they walk in our room. 
Um, and I'm unlike a lot of clubs. There are some clubs that don't want don't want parents in the room because they don't want uh, the parent yelling or anything. We do it the opposite. I want the parents in the room. I want the parents to see what we're teaching the kids, what we're instilling in the kids, what we're what we're doing because then they understand the right way to treat their child because they see the way we treat their child. Um, you know, so I have a different philosophy at that. Now, what we do when a parent tries to coach his kid in the mat, I'm not going to go over and argue with a 40-year-old parent. So what I do is I go up and I tap the kid on the shoulder, and I say, hey, you, you have to go down to the weight room um, because you can't practice the rest of the day. And that parent at that point realizes yeah, that the parents he's not hurting the himself anymore. Yeah. That's for his son yeah. and, or his daughter. We have a lot of girls in our club, too. And it's like, so why go over and try to argue with a grown, grown adult? It, 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 it's not going to work. There's nothing that's going to be conducive about it. So we just go over quietly. We tap the kid on the shoulder. We say, hey, man, you're, um, you're out of practice for the rest of the day. And then that parent's just standing there in the middle of practice. And now what you've done is you've taken all the eyes off of that kid to that parent. It's, um, Terry, you're making a great point, but you said something, and I have to say this because I'm going to tease you. I know you're a former Golden Gloves champ, so you can actually fight, but when you said, I'm not going <laughs> to confront a 40-year-old parent, the first thought that went through my head was you would confront an 80-year-old parent. <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. So, <laughs> and then get a, I know, let me rephrase that. I don't want to do it during practice in front of their son. I'll beat him up outside. There you go. All right. This is digressing quickly. So, um, Hardell, tell me a little bit about what you guys do to make your club, you know, d- different from – I know both your guys' clubs are different because I've talked to you both about them. But, you know, what what are you doing specifically at OWA to try to be a little bit different than the people around you? Well, you know, I think first off with that, David, is we are there for the whole state of Oklahoma. We are not uh, individualized, should I say. So, you know, I got kids that may travel from Tulsa. I got kids that travel from Lawton and Ardmore and, and, and different places around the Oklahoma City metro area. So we are, as my little hashtag, we are, we're here to help. We are here to help the state of Oklahoma. Um, yeah, I got a lot of kids that are around that Edmond, Oklahoma City area that feed into a lot of schools. But I don't have a, I don't have a, uh, I don't have a extension to any school. I want them to be solid young men and women and good citizens. Uh, so that's where I think we differ a little bit from a lot of things around Oklahoma. Um, like I said, we're the first um, first year-round wrestling academy in the state, so there's not necessarily a blueprint to follow. Have we made mistakes? Sure. I mean, that's a part of doing something new. Um, but what we got going is a great, great thing. Um, for these kids in the state. So that's kind of where I think one of the things that stands out to me on how we differ ourselves. Uh, we got a, as I say, we got a village, you know, kind of like Terry. He's got a village that helps him out. Um, and a lot of this stuff wouldn't be possible without the village that, that helps me out. You know, uh, we got each other's back. But like I said, in, in, in the whole scheme of it, we are here for the state of Oklahoma and, you know, we just want to get it back on the map and, have some good, solid, solid young men and women, and go get a scholarship somewhere and be productive when you get done. When you get that education, go be productive. Uh, do something in life, should we say? Yeah, and it's it's no coincidence that you know, for those of us like Terry and I that recruited for a long time, you have to have good in-state wrestling for the colleges at that level to be good. And it's 
it's not a coincidence that Oklahoma State is picking up, Oklahoma's picking up, South Dakota State's picking up. So, I mean, you're, you're right. And, Terry, I know at LOG you guys are doing – and you, you actually sent me the press release and let Track Wrestling talk about it first, but I, I don't want to try to describe it because I know I will not do it complete justice. Tell me what you guys are doing up there. So uh, the first thing that, that I want to I want to touch back on with Hardell is I've, I've I've been around this for a lot longer. I mean, you guys were all wrestling obviously when I was when I was coaching, and 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 I can tell you, I, and I'm not saying this because I like Hardell. I'm telling you this because I see a difference in, in those kids in that area that, that train there. Um, and I'm telling you, man, those, those the, the kids in Oklahoma that he's working with in that area, you can see the difference. Um, and obviously, we're a lot in the same boat because we do the same things that he does as far as being the only place in the state that, that trains year-round. Um, and, you know, and I and I just, I want to, it's a testament to what Ardell's doing down there because I can see the difference in those kids. And, and we follow a lot of the same philosophies and approaches with things. So, um, you know, I think Ardell, I told you Terry didn't hate you. I told you. Yeah, I know. I know. I'll pay him <laughs> later. Thanks, brother. I appreciate that, Terry. Right back at you, man. I really, really do. Thank you. Yeah, I think I think I think the thing that we do different that people don't realize is um you know, we have a forty acre complex. So it, it's different. Our dorms sleep we have dorms that sleep hundred and fifty people. So obviously we're 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 a unique uh piece of the of the wrestling community that people have seen from around the country that have been here. Um, and our new piece is we're developing a, a an on-campus 7 through 12 international development academy. Um, so so with that, we actually have kids that will be on campus, and they're going to be taught an integrated uh, training process. So we'll, every month we'll have someone from USA Wrestling here working with our kids in pre-shall and retro. Um, and obviously what a, what a huge piece that is that Matt Lindland here with Zadig here and some of the greats that are coming from out there here every month with our kids. Um, and then at the same time, we have uh, we go out to the OTC every six weeks and spend, you know, five to seven days. So obviously it, it's, it's a unique program that, that no one else in the country has tried yet, at least on the – on the level that we're trying it, where kids are actually boarded here, um, they go to school at a public school. And so we don't try to we don't try to change their educational fees. We want to supplement their wrestling fees and provide them a good uh, a good public education. Um, so I'm not trying to code, I'm not trying to bring kids here to live and go to school and, and then try to make money off their in-state tuition. Um, all of that goes to the to the local school districts, and then we just provide them a service. Of international competition um, that they can't get, um, and then we also have the folk style component in it now too, where the kids travel much like a, a Blair Academy schedule. Cool. So they'll do they'll do Super Thirty Two, uh, they'll do Beast to the East. We're working with Iron Man right now, trying to get in there, um, and then they'll also do uh, Journeyman and Flow Nationals on top of all the international style stuff. So I mean, it's unique and it's. We're only a couple months into it, so to see how it works, but we've got great support from uh, local state. We've got great support from USA Wrestling, so we'll see where it goes. Yeah, I talked to Gary. That's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. I talked to Gary Abbott about this, and 
and you got and you know he's been friends with my mom and dad for years and and I know they're excited about it so that's awesome. Um Terry tell me for the people I mean I think ultimately if you're going to send a kid to a camp or to a club rather or camp or any of these things but to you guys like to a club to a year-round club the goal is not only for the kid to get better but ultimately to get a scholarship and like like you mentioned Arnold, get a scholarship become a better better person. So Terry I'll ask you first who are some of the kids that have come through your program, either there in South Dakota, which I know has been there about seven years, or I know you were doing this earlier in California. I mean, I've known your family forever. I think I'm Cody's unofficial godfather. So tell me, you know, some of the success stories that guys have seen in college, that people have seen wrestling in college that have come through your program. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, by running a lot of the summer things with that, I even did in California and I did in Kansas as well. Um, we've been really fortunate, you know. Harry McCarty is in the chain with us, Delgado, Nation. Um, we've been around a lot of people that we've worked with in California that we we're fortunate to, you know, to work around, especially being in USA Wrestling. Um, but you know, more importantly, the Rousers trained with us uh, exclusively. Um, all four of those guys, of course, were or the two kids four times in the finals of Fargo. Uh, Cody Erickson has been down. Uh, Brett Thompson, Cody, of course. Um, you know, and of course, since you've been here, Brett five, Regan five, multiple state champs, Fargo champs. Um, so we've been really fortunate to have, that I've been around for a long time, to have a lot of people that I've been able to work with either through our own site or through local satellite sites. Um, you know, we're in California. We reached out and we did some stuff at, at Foothill, uh, at Foothill High School in California, which is very well known. Um, we've done some things at Bacchaville. We've, we did things over at Chico with, uh, with those guys. Um, and, and, you know, they do a great job over at Chico. And of course, that's where Nation's from. And, right. you know, so I've really been able to be around a lot of people, um, that have done great things with wrestling and, um, you know, and had, you know, had some input with it. Um, just to be around good guys. Yeah, for sure. And for the people that don't know, your son is Cody Pack, who is, um, multiple time national qualifier for South Dakota State, couple time round of 12 guy, Midlands finalist, uh, NWC all star meet guy. And he's currently on the Greco ladder. He's ranked like what, like fifth or sixth, something like that at, uh, yeah. Yeah. What, like 75 kilos? Is it the right weight? 71. 71. Okay. 71. Cool. Hardell, tell me about, I know some of these guys because you help me a lot with Border Brawl. Tell me some of the kids that have come through your program for the people that are listening. Yeah, uh, for sure, man. Uh, start off, you know, we've been blessed and kind of reached out to get some other people in and had the pleasure and opportunity to work with a lot of these young men. So, you know, this is my uh, 18th year coaching. So a lot of these guys I've had since they were about four or five four or five years old and, you know, to watch my two nephews, Keegan and Zachary Moore, which are now wrestling for uh, West Virginia, mm-hmm. Caden Gefeller, which will be up at Oklahoma State, Austin Schaefer, which was uh, O State's heavyweight, yeah. didn't have the best NCAA, but, man, did he come on strong at the end. I just wish he could have got on that podium there. Um, Paxton Rosen, which wrestled at the border brawl um, as well, going to um, going out there with Mr. Colock at uh, Campbell University. Um, we had another one that just actually committed to Gardner Webb, Brandon Bright, actually Paxton's teammate. So he's going to be up in, in the North Carolina area as well. And then, you know, I got, uh, Lou Ellen, which wrestled in the yeah. quarter brawl. What was that? Two years ago, right? Yep. Yeah, that was 15. two years ago. Yep. 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 Two years ago around that area. And I uh, got a couple of them down there, you know, as we say that 
down south at OU with Dalton Duffield and some of those guys down there, man. So it's just been it's been fun to sit back and watch these young men grow. Um, you know, I'm excited to see what they can do on that next level on the mat and off the mat and just kind of be a um, – I'm pretty sure Terry can attest to this. Just be that, that, that papa bear to know that you were their foundation. That's what I love about coaching these kids is that we were there when they started. We are their foundation, and it's cool to have them still come back to you, say hello, reach out to you, text messenger, and let you know what type of influence you've been um, in their life, you and as well as the other coaches around. So it's 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 pretty fun to watch. Yeah, and from a guy that recruited a lot of kids like that, you, you know, it's important when you're recruiting to get, you know, to do your homework and find out. And sometimes it's like calling the Hardell Moores and Terry Packs of the world, like what's this kid's work ethic really like? You know, what's this kid, you know, what's the worst amount of trouble he's going to get into and that kind of stuff. And these kids really do rely on the guys in your role. I mean, I had a bunch of kids out of Kansas City and shout out to Randy Smith at Victory Wrestling Club. Those guys love Randy and, you know, they talk to him all the time. And, you know, sometimes I'd call him and be like, hey, you know, so-and-so is struggling with such and such. And he's like, I'll call him or you need to talk to him about it like this. And so you're right. You guys really are, you know, almost like surrogate or additional parents to these guys are sort of like their wrestling parents, which is a pretty cool role for you guys. And I know you guys both have big hearts and that, that's got to be an awesome, awesome feeling to have. So, um Exactly. exactly. I know you guys have relationships. I think all of us have, you know, done our best to network in the wrestling community and, you know, not just in each of our individual areas, but across the country. So, Hardell, I'll ask you first, because I know your time at Oklahoma State and how long you've been coaching. How have your your relationships benefited your club members down there? Tremendously. Um, tremendously. It's uh, It's been one of those things to uh, be able to call Coach Smith or John and uh, asking to come up if his time available or whether it's Guerrero or Esposito or Leitner or, uh, you know, uh, Lou or somebody like that. And, um, you know, and even some of our, you know, D2 at UCO right there in our backyard, you know, and then also having those relationships with the wrestlers. You know, we had, uh, you know, uh, Derringer in uh, this past uh, summer. Um, being friends with Ross Thatcher, you know, he got Logan Stever too. You know, I never would imagine that Stever right. would, you know, be out here in Oklahoma, but you get to see it, you know, and I'm not going to sit here and lie, man. When I first looked at that dude, I'm like, this is a little dude. And I'm like, either he's strong as all heck or his grip is crazy strong. <laughs> this dude, I mean, and you know, I mean, he's a four-time NCAA champ. He's a world champ. And I told these guys, I'm like, you are learning from one of the best that ever did it. I mean, he changed yeah. the game with the wing and the bar and the crab and all that stuff, man. And, to have him come up to our academy for about a day and a half and do some stuff for my kids, man, was was huge, you know. And then also, you know, I got some old school guys around here, you know, Steve Ferguson, which is a, you know, he coached John back in the day, and uh, you know, have him come in and talk to some of these guys that they they don't know much about him, but to listen to that old school terminology, which I love, have him sit on a knee while he's talking to him and all this stuff, man, it's just. Be able to do that has been a blessing. And I tell my kids a lot of the reason that I can do that are some of our other coaches can do it because of who we were as a student athlete. Coach didn't worry, have to worry about my grades. Coach didn't worry, didn't have to worry about me being in trouble. I mean, right. he knew where I was going to be and when I was going to be there. And that's just continued. And I try to pass that along to, uh, to them. And my, I think my parents get a kick out of it. I get a lot of compliments from that as not only what, what we do as coaches and, 
me and my other coaches, Terry, as well, but also who you bring in to also help mentor these young men and women that are in your club. Yeah, I love your dad. I get to see him probably once a year with you and end up watching yeah. the fights or stuff like that. He's he's a cool dude, yeah. man, for sure. Yeah, so, old, old school, man. Old super school. old school. So, um, you know, Terry, I know you, you know, you bring all those guys up there to summer camp. So tell the, the people listening, like, if they come up there, who are some of the people you've had there and who are some of the people you're going to have there? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think by being able to run our summer camp, the, the idea was is I don't want kids to have to hear my voice and a lot like Cardell, but for, for 12 months a year because I think it falls on deaf ears after a while. Um, as good as you are and exciting as you make it, um, you need different influences on kids. Kids, it, People just have a, a different story. And, you know, or, or a different approach to things. And I think that's the reason that I really wanted to start bringing in the camps. And, you know, coaching a lot of them, so I've had, I've had great contact with some really good guys. And, uh, because of that, you know, the Iowa people, of course, recruited, um, Iowa Central guys. I was in the O show. I worked with Bobby Douglas and, and, and Iowa State really well. So I've really got to know them. Uh, Joe Williams, uh, Lance Palmer, you know, lots of, lots of big name guys have been in and out. And, uh, this next coming year, we have, uh, Bodo coming in, Dylan Nev, uh, AJ Shop, John Reeder. And then, of course, you know, TJ Williams has been with me every year now for the last four years. And Mike Mena, four time All American from Iowa. Um, Lee Pritz from, Arizona State has been in, has been every year since I've been here. That's our um, guy, Fritz, man. That's our guy right there. Yeah. Lee is a yeah. funny dude. <laughs> uh, and, and we can have a whole, we can have a whole new Matt Fox just on the Fritz story. <laughs> He's the best storyteller in the business, Lee Fritz. Oh, <laughs> Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah, but, but we follow that same thing and, you know, because of those relationships like Guerrero and, and Cody and those guys being at the OCC, um, Derringer and, and Oliver are good friends with, with my son. And um, so all of those guys are coming out again this year with Jordan Burroughs in the same league. So we'll have Burroughs, Derringer, and Oliver um, all for that week. And I think the thing that makes it a little different is, you know, I was talking to, to Oliver and Derringer, both I said, well, you know, what is it you guys like about camp or dislike? And, one of the things that Oliver told me is that, dude, I usually come in, I teach one session, I got to get out. Um, we're actually giving them two full days at about four to five hours a day to actually teach what he wants. So I think that excites those guys um, to see those people in for that amount of time mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. get into the camp. And, you know, I think the other thing is we limit our camps at 100 people. So, you know, if you go to the University of Nebraska and you want to see uh, – Jordan Burroughs, you know, it's a big team camp, and it's really hard to see Jordan. Um, if you go to some of the big camps around the country, and Jordan's there, and Carrier's there, and Oklahoma State, you know, those guys really don't get a hands-on approach. But, you know, we split into two groups of 50. Um, you know, you're talking 50 kids in a group, 20 groups, 22 groups with with Jordan Burroughs. Jordan Burroughs in a two-hour period is going to put his hands on you. Yeah. Um, Terrier's going to put his hands on you. Um, Jordan Oliver is going to put his hands on you. Bono, Reader, Ness. You know, so I think that uh, there's a unique piece that we add to the camp system. Uh, 
that kind of sets us apart from the normal place, but that's just because our facility allows us to do it, you know, with the dorms. Awesome. That's awesome. I want to just give everybody a little bit of background about each of your schools and then um, let you guys talk about how they can get involved. And then you guys, we're going to do a special, anybody listening today. So Oklahoma Wrestling Academy, Hardell, what city are you guys actually in? Edmond? We're in Edmond, Oklahoma. Okay. And your website or Facebook page, what's the easiest way for people to find you? Website is OklahomaWrestlingAcademy.com. On Facebook, you can still look at uh, Oklahoma Wrestling Academy there. And then uh, I think our our Twitter handle is like OKWrestle. You can type in OK and Oklahoma Wrestling Academy, and it'll pop up. So that's our Twitter handle. We're on all that social media stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's because you're young. You're young, you know. I mean, like guys like me <laughs> barely open my Facebook page. So, <laughs> so and and happy birthday for your school. Four years this month. Thank right? you. Yeah, yeah, yeah four years yeah. this month. Congra- Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Much love. And and I know your wife's a big, you know, supporter, you know, driving force behind that. So congratulations to you and your family on that. And uh, Terry, it's is it it's a Beersford? Is that my pronouncing the city right? Yep, that's correct. And and I I went up there a couple of years ago and one of my guys was fighting and got to see your campus and it's cool you know it's you're in the middle of nowhere but it's really cool for the middle of nowhere so it is in the middle of nowhere yeah so what's your guy's website uh, legendsofgold.net okay and same thing on Facebook and Twitter and all that just legends of gold yeah yeah our Twitter and Facebook and Instagram real big so if you just search legends of gold you'll find it on all of them okay and so. For parents that want to get their kids involved, you can go to either OklahomaWrestlingAcademy.com or LegendsOfGold.net. And this interview is probably going to run, you know, probably around the last week of April. So for, from the time this interview runs till the end of May, if you mention Matt Chat when you sign up, you have to type in or call or email the phrase Matt Chat, you'll get 50% off your first month's dues at both of those schools. So I want to thank you guys both for for doing that for us. And I want to thank you guys both personally. Um, Terry, I've known you forever. Appreciate all the help you've done with with Missouri Border Brawl and um, doing the play-by-play and and sponsoring and all those kind of things. And Hardell, I appreciate your sponsorship as well, as well as getting me all the phone numbers in Oklahoma of all the kids that we need and producing so many studs that come in here and and keep, keep kicking tail. So really appreciate it, man. You're welcome, man. You're welcome. All right. So, fellas, again, once and one more time, OklahomaWrestlingAcademy.com or LegendsOfGold.net. That was Hardell Moore and Terry Pack. And this is David Mercatani. I'll talk to you all next week. All right. Take care, fellas. See you all later. is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com.